Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Six pounds, no. Wherever you are, welcome to another episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the... <laughs> oh no. <laughs> we are here. Okay. <sighs> okay. We are here today to put the she in... <laughs> Can't do it. Okay, listen, I was really tired when I wrote this. <laughs> Even better. She... This is, okay, don't argue with me about this. Okay. Well, that's not <laughs> fair. Why? First of all. Okay, I'm sorry. Just don't argue with me ever. <laughs> if you ever argue with me, I'm going to point back to that time you said you never would. Remember in episode 587 when you said you wouldn't argue with me? Okay. <laughs> we are here today to put the she in... <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> okay. I just okay. This is a segue. We're putting the she in monkeys. <laughs> in what? <laughs> monkeys. Monkeys like monkeys or like. <laughs> I just wanted to ask that was you. Far even for you. <laughs> even for you, that was far. Mon- monkeys. <laughs> I just wanted to ask you if you ever watched that show when you were a kid, The Monkees, like when it was syndicated and it was on TV. I think I did. I was so into it. Not like super into it, but. I was so into that and the Partridge family. And I was like, does she know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Like the Partridge family. I loved that show and The Monkees. And they were on at the same time, Mm -hmm. like back to back. And I watched it every day. I was super into it. Anyway, then. Um, I heard like the intro, the theme song, hey, hey, where the monkey is mm-hmm. the other day. And I have been in that has been playing in my head ever since. And it's really miserable. Um, you don't have that experience. N- well, actually, I was going to tell you the other day. Uh, one of our pastors here who will not be named mm. was sitting in the office, like a few offices down from me. And uh He's been listening to music. Okay. And I thought, hmm, hmm, didn't know a ton about his music preferences. But I'm like pleasantly surprised. Surprised. Like, okay. Okay. All right. I get it. Okay. Until Creed. No. And so I've actually, unfortunately enough, had um, no. with arms wide open. No. And, right, and that's how it's in my head. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. that's bad. Oh, you know what? But you know what I realized, like, based off of something that you just said, mm-hmm. is that we used to watch, there is there is a cutoff of people yeah. who used to, they like or watch show, shows simply because of their placement like in a lineup of television of a day's worth of television yes 
And so like you watched this show. So you also liked the show that played after it. Right. And but also, that's no, that's not how our kids are going to see no. TV at all. Uh-uh. Because you watch, you have to click on what you want to watch. I guess maybe if like the thumbnail like is next to another thumbnail. <laughs> this on, just started playing after my other show. Yeah, I guess. So it's not totally lost. But it but. is like really, it's a lot more like you choose it. You're deciding what you're going right. to watch. It's not, this is what's on. So this is what I'm watching. Right. It's like, and I had that conversation. I told you, like I was trying to explain to my eight year old, like what, like a mixtape is. Yeah. Of course, when we were little, we made like mixed CDs. Right. And that was like my love language. Like if I really cared about you. Oh yeah. I would make a playlist and I would you burn like, it onto a CD right. for and you. And you like write on the You write CD. on it. Yeah. And even like if you were really, really special, you'd get the jewel case. Yes. And then like yes, draw the jewel case and like yes. write, like put it in. Yes. And that was like a that serious. That was next level. I didn't write you love letters. I made you love mixtapes. Right. They weren't tapes, they were CDs, but you get the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's totally lost. Okay, but I did come up with a list of some of my favorite things. Okay. So, yours were trees. And what else did you say? I think I, I named remember. some, like, spices. That's right. And some spices. Basically, most of what's outside. Just the outside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Um. So I realized last weekend that one of my favorite things is bad shark movies. <gasps> Me too. And I saw The Meg. See, I haven't seen it yet. I actually went and tried to see it, but oh. um, there was a really bad storm and oh. like everything lost power. Oh, wow. Empty marketplace. Oh. Two movie, the what? two movie theaters we tried to go to lost had both power? lost power. Stop. And so it had like... like they had either Dude. either they couldn't show movies or right. they had pushed back all their show times and it would be too right. late and all that. Yeah. So I have <sighs> bad shark movies are just one of my favorite things. I know. I can't even tell you how many times I've seen Deep Blue Sea. Oh, Deep so Blue many Sea. Times. Classic. Um, there was one, though, that was so bad that it wasn't even bad. Mm-hmm. And it was on Sci-Fi the other day and it was called Toxic Shark. I wow. I may have seen it. Wow. Have you seen um, Ghost Shark? No. Ghost Shark sounds mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. There's also one about sharks in the snow. <laughs> they have everything, you guys. I, yeah. Yeah. I just. Sci-fi. Yeah. And it's, I'm sure it's still around. Endless. Some people still have cable. Endless garbage. But um, they really, mm-hmm. they really did make their contribution yeah. to the world. Yeah. And you can take that. However you want. With their bad shark movies. <laughs> I love bad shark movies. I don't know what it is. I can't explain it. I just love them. Um, okay. You just want to see sharks do ridiculous things. Yeah. I love that we make them like do the it. Ghosts. with <laughs> And go in the snow. Right. And also be from prehistoric times. Mm-hmm. I can't even. I'm not even going to say anymore because then I'll ruin it. Because I need to go see it. Yeah. You need to see it. Um, okay. Some of my other favorite things are... Um, Long drives, but you kind of touched on that. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy long drives. I don't enjoy driving in the city. I enjoy driving out where no one else is. Right. Because then it's better. Um, one of my favorite moments every day is that moment that you finally get to lay down and you just like feel your whole body just like <sighs> mm-hmm. that moment. Right. And those moments only come when you've had a long day, like you've put a lot in. Like you're spent. True. I like going to bed spent. 
Yeah. Like that moment. But there is like a balance between like completely spent and yes. almost like a little bit. Yes. You're like a little grouchy because of how tired you are. Right. But then like right before that. Right comes before this that. Like, yes. I'm going to fall asleep mm-hmm. easily. Yes. And like right before sleep, I'm just going to feel like, it. Feel the glory of yes. a bed. Yes. Or a couch yes. or whatever. You feel it in your joints. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I'm old or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, two smells. The smell of, obviously, a bookstore. And also the smell of newly assembled Ikea furniture. Okay. I okay. really like that smell. So, like, mm-hmm. when we built the bookshelves last weekend, and by we, I mean my husband, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. our cheap Ikea bookshelves, the smell of them with my books on them was just, like, delicious. It was a combination of... It was happy... And I really enjoyed it. Um, what else do I have? Uh, uh, going on dates. Oh. With my husband. That's a nice thing. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things. It's like, oh, I'm outside. Oh, there's another adult. This is great. Yeah. I like that. Um, and and just, it happens to be an adult you <clears throat> like. I like, yeah. A lot. Yeah. And then um, oh, one of my favorite things is when we work really hard and we like put a lot of effort and like attention into an episode that we're like, Oh, this could go bad. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, this could really go sideways right. real fast. And then even when we're done recording it, we're like, mm, how far <laughs> sideways did it go? Right. And then like a couple of weeks later, someone will like message us and be like, thank you. This helped me. That is like the best moment That's where great. I'm like, okay, that is a great moment mm-hmm. because for weeks I've been like, was that the worst thing I've ever right. done? You're like, I don't have any feedback. Is right. everyone just being nice? Right. Did this help anybody? <laughs> okay, great. Um, oh, and my last thing, uh, favorite thing is the being your maid of honor. Oh. So <laughs> I'm surrounded by some of my favorite things, honestly. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's Driving, true. beds, Ikea furniture. I'm surrounded. Right. All my favorite things. And also toothbrushes, because apparently new toothbrushes are the best. If you guys didn't hear our list of favorite, Matthew's favorite things, was that his name? The guy that wrote the article? Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Was what it? was his name? I, don't, I thought it was Matthew. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm just stuck on that name right now. Anyway, <laughs> <clears throat> those are my favorite things, you guys. Some of them. Anyway, just things in the world. Don't overthink it. Um, hey, what are we talking about today? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. This should be a fun one. Yeah. We'll see how this goes. Have you ever had to do this thing that we're talking about? Um, Like had to do it? Yes. Okay. But it was a little different. Um, it was different. So the, what we're talking about today <laughs> is when to leave a church. And it's a little bit different because I wasn't, I have had to leave a church, but I don't believe I was a member there. Okay. So it is a little different. Yeah. Okay. So this is a question that we get in our inbox a lot. Like, hey, this is what's happening at my church. I'm trying to figure out if I need to leave or not. Um, and I do think the, there are biblical principles by which we can make a determination for that. Right. Uh, Rather, um, like there, there is a, like scripture gives what a church is for. And so the antithesis of that would be a reason to. Right. Leave. Leave. Yes. 
And I think that uh, the base assumption that you should have when when you're assessing this question at any point is an assumption of commitment and unity first to your brothers and sisters. Like start from that place. Um, I just think it's it's easy in a consumer culture to view your attendance at church as something merely for you to consume. And then if that's your basis for whether or not you should be at a church, then you're going to do it based on how you feel and what you want. None of this conversation starts with zero discernment. Right. um, And humility. Right. um, And certainly it doesn't like if you're if you're not worried about your church this episode it's not that it's not for you but like you don't need to use this to right. like start worrying about if you need to leave, leave your church right um it's to, um, and we said this about the last episode which is that like we're not doing it because to to equip you with like a weapon against your church or your leadership right um and there I also just want to say like there is a proper way to leave a church. Absolutely. So there, but that, that's not what this episode is about. Right. But, um, we're, we're still supposed to love neighbor. We're still supposed to, um, be discerning. Yes. Uh, and the church isn't, we're, we're supposed to have a a proper view Mm -hmm. on what the church does, what it's for. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's going to be, if you, if you think that the church, is all about you mm-hmm. then it's going to be hard to not feel like you should leave if you don't like the pastor's preaching style. Right. So that's not what this is about. Right. Um, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the loudest man sneeze I've ever heard. You guys didn't get to hear it. Okay. Anyway. Um, so I think when we're talking about whether or not we should leave a church, I mean, you first have to understand what the church is for, which is what I would rather focus on. Right. Um, How do you even determine what a church is or whether or not it's a valid one? Um, I can't assess for you whether or not you're in the right church, but I can tell you what a church should look like because the Bible tells us. Well, and if you have maybe this is a better place to end with rather than start with. Okay. But like, if you have a specific, like this is happening, like a B and C is happening in my church. Mm-hmm. Um, people that aren't your elders and church leadership are not the people to talk to about that. If right. you really are hoping right. to find some sort of answer as to whether right. you need to leave the church. Yeah. Um, and that's what I mean by there's a proper way to leave a church. It's not have a bunch of strangers weigh in on a situation that they only know the one side of. Right. Um, yeah. And I think that too, a, a principle of being a good church member is that if there is an issue, first of all, if you're a member of a church, it's because at some point you decided to be a member of that church. Right. So there was something there that you committed to mm-hmm. hopefully. Um, Church membership is important in that way because we see in the New Testament a commitment of the people to the body that they were in. Right. Um, we see oversight given by the elders and like a spiritual authority. 
Um, if you're not a member of a church, then they don't have any spiritual authority over you. They're not your overseers. They're right. not your shepherds. Um, but I think a principle of being a good church member is that you are talking to your elders if you have an issue, um, that you're going to them um, with what you're seeing. And I think one of the most loving things you can do if there's something going on in the church that you don't agree with is approaching the elders with it right. and saying, hey, this is when I approach them in love yeah. as your elders. Without gossip. Right. Um, I well, think because all of this will indicate to like the spirit behind leaving the church or questioning right. if you should leave a church. Right. If, if you are wanting to do it uh, humbly and with love, mm-hmm. then I think that indicates some health mm-hmm. on like your, like the overall, a healthy overall view of what the church is for. Mm-hmm. If you want to leave and you find yourself complaining to anyone who will hear about it, mm-hmm. that can't really affect any change. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's, and that's, that's, Churches hurt people, and so you may be doing that, but just stop. Like, it's not the end of the world, but that's not the right way to approach it. Right. Um, That being said, have you ever left a church? (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, I mean, I have left a church. I mean, technically. And um, it was essentially, like, I can say in good faith that there was the grappling with the elders over the issues right first mm-hmm. um there was an approach in love i mean a gracious approach um and i think that ultimately there are things that we should not be willing to um there are things that we should not be willing to give a pass to, and there are things that we should give a pass to. Right. Um, so I think at number one, um, one of the jobs of the church is to be committed to preaching the word of God. And in my humble opinion, I think that means expositional preaching, mm-hmm. meaning preaching that is expository in nature. It's not topical in nature. I'm not saying that topical preaching is always bad. Mm -hmm. I think there can be an occasion for it. Absolutely. Um, I think that um, a good way to say that, that maybe wouldn't alienate topical preaching is that the pastor shows a legitimate commitment to pulling the meaning out of the word. Yes. Um, It taking a point of a particular passage and expositing that to your people Mm -hmm. instead of kind of taking different passages, kind of piecing them together to make the point you want to make, but drawing out the point that God's word makes and then delivering that to the congregation. Um, If your pastor never does that, I think there could could be a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that Poor exposition of the scripture is going to lead to theology that is lacking in both the leadership and the people yes. inside of the church. And I think that's really dangerous. And I see it in our current church culture now. All over the place. All over the place. Um, there needs to be an emphasis on the whole of the gospel. I think that the gospel 
if you preach a sermon and you don't touch on the gospel, I don't think that you really preached a sermon. Right. Like if Jesus is not in your sermon, I don't think you preached a sermon. Um, I think that a lot of our churches now really focus on meeting felt needs. Right. Um, instead of the actual need we have of the gospel every single week. Right. Um, I think that. Which sort of like devolves into motivational speaking. Right. Right. I think that when a church is not willing to talk about sin and repentance regularly, that it's probably talking about self-image, self-help, all these things. Um, I think that's definitely something to look for. Um, there needs to be a understanding and a clear exposition of conversion and what conversion is like, what, not necessarily what your experience should feel like, but, uh, what it means to go from being dead in your sins to alive in Christ. So that's going to include a lot of active discipleship and leadership to show believers and demonstrate for believers what the Christian life looks like. Um, I think that means that we aren't segregating like our, our uh, older people from our middle-aged people, from our younger people, from our children. Mm. Um, I think that it's important that, you know, how can we fulfill Titus too as women? if I'm never around older women or younger women, right? How can we fulfill our obligations to each other to build each other up? If we're not around each other, how can right. we disciple our children on how and show them what a godly adult looks like if they're never worshiping with adults? Yeah. Um, I think that's definitely something to look for. Right. And what we're not saying is that if you, if your church isn't family integrated that, Oh, right. Yeah. You should leave. No, that's no, not what we're saying at all. No, no, no. I mean, I guess there's this thing out there called children's church where like, I don't know what 13 and under have a different service altogether. Mm -hmm. I've never seen this, but I've heard about it. And that sounds like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'll go mm -hmm. ahead and put that on the record. <laughs> like that sounds really stupid. That being said, there are a lot of churches that, um, that do, we have, I, it would be foolish to say that we don't have our our day and age doesn't have a, a cultural tradition of what a church should look like and many times that includes separation of different ministry like different ministries and different mm -hmm. so this is a little more of a i mean like we said like all of this this is all this is not everything that we're saying right now is not there could be a nuance found oh, yeah, somewhere. For so sure. please don't be, yeah. For sure. I'm just kind of talking about, I think some things that you should look for in your church. Oh yeah. Like, is your church doing these things? Um, are they concerned about discipleship? Are the elders active in their, in their church body, right. in the lives of their church body? Um, do they care about your spiritual growth? Mm -hmm. um, are they the leaders that, do they meet the qualifications set forth right. in Timothy? Like, mm -hmm. do they meet these standards? Um, that's really important. And it's really dangerous to put yourself under the leadership of men who don't meet those commitments. Yeah. Um, if your pastor is given to anger and 
all kinds. Sorry about that. They mute that. Um, all kinds of other things. Yeah, that's it. That's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess when it comes to the question of when is it okay to leave a church? Um, I don't want to oversimplify it and I can't answer that question for everybody who's asking. Right. But I do think we, you have to um, ask yourself, okay, God cares about how he's worshiped. Yes. God is holy. We are not. He has told us how he should be worshiped and he has told us how the church is to be set up. So if you can look at the passages in the new Testament where what church is supposed to look like is modeled um, and examine the church that you go to be a good Berean, right? Know what God expects from the church. I think your first knee jerk reaction when you're asking yourself this question is, okay, so I can assess my church and church is made up of sinners. So no church is perfect. What areas can the church grow in? Right. And try to grow the church in those areas. Right. I really think unless your church is preaching heresy, um, if your church is preaching the gospel, um, if you hear the word on Sundays, if there are believers there, I see no reason why you shouldn't first grapple and be unified and, okay, so you're seeing that something isn't happening in the church. How can you help the elders and the deacons make this thing happen? I think that should be your first attempt, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, when can you leave a church? You can leave a church, no questions asked, I think, if they are preaching heresy. Yeah. Um, if the leaders are living in unrepentant sin. Yes. Um, if the leaders don't care right. about unrepentant sin. allow other people to live in unrepentant sin. Yeah. yeah, without any kind of church discipline taking place. These are times when you can, I think, I still think you should confront them with it. Right. Um, maybe you think they know about some unrepentant sin in the church that they don't. But still. So the principle still applies. When you see these things, you should go to your elders with them. If you go to the elders, they're not so concerned about this unrepentant sin. They're not so concerned about doctrine. They're not so concerned about these things. I think that that's a, that's a time to say, yes, you can leave this church. Yeah. Now, these are the very blatant, obvious ones. The discussion gets harder if we were going to ask the question like, okay, I know I should leave a church if they fall into heresy, um, if they're okay with unrepentant sin. These are very clear cut. I think it gets more complicated if we wanted to talk about something like, when should I break fellowship with someone? That one's going to be a lot harder. Yeah. Um, and I see this question kind of in women's groups a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, uh, my best friend says she's a Christian, but she's getting ready to move in with her boyfriend. I've talked to her about it. She's still doing it. What should I do? Um, and these are just, these are more, or what if somebody is in the church doing that? Like, can I remain in fellowship with them? These are harder questions that I think, again, have to be evaluated on a biblical basis of, um, I think you can, I don't know, tell me if I'm wrong. I think you can stay friends with someone who's living in unrepentant sin. I think there should be healthy boundaries. Right. I think I there think should be, with them will change. Changes, yeah. There should be like confrontation, but like a loving confrontation. Right. You're, I, you're, you, you can leave fellowship with them as a believer. Right. Yes. Yeah. 
and you should and yes no, don't do that without talking to them about it <laughs> right like no right don't <laughs> right seriously <laughs> uh you know i just my my heart and like wanting to talk about this is because we get this question a lot and it's so hard to answer because I just don't have all the information. Well, there's no like 42 days. Right. After 42 days. <laughs> if you feel unhappy for 42 days. Then you may leave. Right. <laughs> yeah. That just doesn't. Right. That all you can do is look at what we're told about the signs of a healthy church and what the church is for. Right. And if your church isn't doing those things, if, if after a time of consideration, after a time of discernment and after right. speaking with people like right then you you can right i think the better question is like can i leave this church in good conscience right. have i loved these people to the right. best of my ability yeah. um and if you have loved them and confronted them to the best of your ability and there's there are these giant glaring issues going on i think you can leave a church in good conscience at that point right um a harder question would be well, I'm a member at this church, but recently I have become uh, reformed. Right. And there's a reformed church 20 minutes away, mm -hmm. but I'm a member at this non-reformed church. What should I do? Well, even then, I still don't have a clear-cut answer for you. Uh, ideally, I think you should go to a church that you line up do with doctrinally. Right. Um, but again, I can't tell you like, oh, give it six months or, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? There's no answer for that. Um do I think you should go to a church that is biblical <laughs> and lines up with you doctrinally? Yes, absolutely I do. Um, sometimes people are in situations where like the closest church to them that they line up with the most still has things that they don't line up with. And then they can't be any kind of leadership or teaching position because say they're not, say they're old earth and you can't be, you have to be young earth or say they're right. dispensational and you have to be dispensational. All these kinds of issues, again, are going to be things where you need to grapple with the leadership. You need to be praying. Um, you need to go to a church that is committed to preaching the word. And if you're going to leave a church, you need to be able to leave in good conscience. Right. And um, believe me, I am I am all for attending a confessional church. A 1689 confessional church is going to be where you're going to find me at home. And it's hard for me not to be in that environment. Right. Like it's really hard for me not to be in that yeah. environment. Um, but I have gone to a church that was technically not confessional. And it was two of the m most sanctifying growing years of my life. And not because they weren't confessional, but because they're real believers who were committed to all the things I've already laid out. Right. Um, so yeah, there's really not a one size fits all, but there is a clear picture in the New Testament of what a church is supposed to do and what it's supposed to look like. And I think you should be in a church that aligns with that. Agreed. That's all I got. <laughs> That's it. It's just one of those things. What's one of those things? You know, like it's a question we want to ask, but ultimately like it's a question that you have very, to answer. very individual. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's tons of, like sometimes it's even just an issue of geography. You're like, I, yeah, like I'm sacrificing like the health of my family mm -hmm. to get to this church. Right. That's two hours away. <laughs> right. You know? uh -huh. um, it's just like, it's so, there's so many different things. There's so many different, um, just like I said, like it, it's nuanced. Ultimately it is your decision. 
right. make. And right. we just would encourage you to do, make it. Right. Can right you... Way. Can you honor God in this decision? Can can you love God and love neighbor? How can you best love God and love neighbor right. in this decision? Yes. I think is like the most important question that you can ask. So yeah, hope that was helpful. <laughs> was it helpful? Write me a letter. No, wait, send me a voicemail. <laughs> My voicemail number is 470-465-0409. I think that sounds right. Okay. Yeah, that's totally right. That's it. I know 470. <laughs> I know that part of it. <laughs> that's right. We we got to choose our phone number. And why did we choose that area code? Because it's a place in Georgia that we is special to both of us in a different way. That's right. That's right. Oh, no, I don't remember why it was special to you. And I feel like a bad friend. I don't remember why. I think I remember why it was special to you. Because of that Alan Jackson song. <laughs> The Chattahoochee, you know? It's like near where the Appalachian Trail starts. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> You're such a weirdo with your outsideness. <laughs> so much outsideness. <laughs> anyway, you guys, that's it for this week. Um, if you want to keep us on the air, you can support us at patreon.com slash sheologians. Like and share this episode. I thought you were like sign languaging something to me right now. And I was like, I haven't studied sign language in six years. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> we just talk in sign language. Like while we're, uh, yeah, yeah, while we're recording, we're also just signing mm-hmm. things to when each other. Would you guys like to know what we're saying? <laughs> Maybe when we're finally a live show. No, that's never going to happen. All right, you guys. <laughs> that's it for this week. We'll teaser. <laughs> nope. Sorry. See ya <laughs> next week. See ya. <laughs>